today's creativity chat, we have Anna K. Otten of Rayma Design Co. We're going to be talking about why brand matters or branding matters. Mm-hmm. Anna K. and I met at Niche in Athens, which is this Athens, Georgia, which is a co-working space about a year ago. I feel like I just stared at you for a hot second and then I was like, hey. <laughs> is this you (laughs) (laughs) i think so i think that's right but what i realized is this weekend i was actually looking at my email and i was on your email list in august of the previous year oh wow yeah gosh i didn't send much out then i know but it was i got an email (laughs) nice i'm sending a lot more stuff out now i just wanted to start with where you got to where you are now because like you said your business is turning three this month Mm-hmm. or this upcoming month yeah which is Wednesday really exciting. Wednesday oh April, yeah, April 1st <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> no I'm trying to figure out what to do to celebrate since I you know the outside is trying to kill us we can throw you like a virtual party or something <laughs> so you're at Georgia State and you realized you're studying graphic design right mm-hmm. and then you talk about there's a project that made you realize oh I actually like branding mm-hmm. can you tell us about that yeah, so it was the company I worked for. I was working in corporate real estate at the time, and we would I was a designer, a design intern. And basically, the company would like buy and sell and flip and sometimes just lease, but um big like office buildings, like a lot of the skyscrapers in downtown Atlanta, that kind of stuff. So I saw the power of branding, how how it impacted their um, leasing and and their ability to sell the building after we'd rebranded it. I really did not like working in that kind of environment, um, I pretty quickly realized I wasn't really interested in making rich people richer, mm-hmm. um, but I love the branding aspect of it. And how long do you think that took you to come to the realization? Hmm. I think it took a little while because at that point I was really chasing like the American dream. I had worked, um, I was still in college. I worked two jobs all throughout and was a full-time student. So I was really just searching for some consistency and stability. And I really wanted that regular full-time paycheck. So it took me a while to realize that um, what I actually wanted for Sue, which was branding. Did you see people doing branding? You thought, oh, hey, I want to do something that they're doing. Or was it just, oh, this is a cool idea. Let's see what it looks like for me to try this. No, I don't feel like I saw a lot of people doing it on their own. I feel this way even today. My program, it was a great program at Georgia State University, but it was kind of agency or nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. Like agency, advertising, a lot of people worked at Turner after. So there was definitely like a sense of legitimacy to um, some of the jobs. And I'm not sure my professors even now would consider what I do legitimate, but whatever. You're so right. I don't, I don't know if freelancing is something that they teach you in school. They kind of set it up like, yeah, it's not (laughs) so definite. (laughs) They, I felt like I was taught some freelancing for while I was in school. But then after that, the expectation is that you would go to um, a studio or an agency or something like that. When you decided, Hey, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. How did, how did your family react or what was, they have been incredible. They've been totally behind me 100%. Um, my parents, they're always kind of concerned about it because it's not the easiest financial road for sure. Um, but they've always really had my back, which I really appreciate. Branding to you is not just a logo. Can you speak to that? Oh, it's so much more than a logo. So basically a brand is how you make your customers or clients feel. So everything that goes into that um, is really important. So that can be 
of course, print, um, maybe one logo. I always provide several logos. Um, that's typography and icon and pattern and um, even the way your, you know, even the way your copy is written because that's tone and that's part of how you make them feel. And if you're a physical space, the way your store is set up, all of those things go into branding. And who are some of your favorites? What are some <laughs> of your favorite brands? Target, because that's so relatable to everyone. I think it's just a common joke that you always go into Target and spend way more than you anticipated. That's because they have really good branding. So they have a lot of different sub brands. If you've walked throughout the store, um, for clothing and skincare and um, home goods and all of that stuff. And the way the store is set up makes you feel um, just happy to be there and kind of joyful and it's easy to navigate. Kind of why you go out spending $100 <laughs> when you <laughs> went in for toilet paper. <laughs> Relevant. <laughs> Target is a trap for a lot of people, but I escaped the Target trap and I can like successfully go in. That's wild <laughs> to me. Do you look around at all or do you just go exactly like straight for what you need? I do both. I think Target's beautiful. I'll look at something like, wow, do I need these gardening gloves? You know, like they look really nice. Maybe I should, exactly. maybe I should invest. But exactly. then you're like, wait, but it's $14. I could go see a movie. You're also like, I don't have a garden. Why do I need these gardens? <laughs> that, that is important. <laughs> yeah, there's so many examples of good branding out there, but I think Target's a really relatable one. Your why is... We purposely craft brand designs of enduring value. Mm -hmm. You italicize purposefully. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Great question. So I want to, I always want to craft a brand that sets them apart um, and, and couldn't really fit under, you couldn't really change the name or the business model or anything like that. So I purposely craft brands through doing a lot of intentional um, research, research and strategy. So the beginning phase of our project together is always focused on strategy before we even talk about branding. So that looks like um, the client filling out a long questionnaire and then I create a presentation from that. It covers everything from like their mission and goals and values and purpose and promise. And we do um, audience personas and a competitor analysis and a deep dive into what sets them apart. And then that is what informs the visual direction of the brand. And then the word enduring always stands out to me too. Yeah. I don't want them to have to rebrand it again in a couple of years when trends change or something like that. I know last year you said you had different types of businesses you really wanted to work with mm -hmm. and you wrote them down mm -hmm. and you got to work with them. Yeah. Can you talk about some of those businesses? I was um, looking over my 2020 goals because we're um, in uh, about to enter quarter two. So I um, have recently looked at my dream businesses for this year as well. But last year it was um, a photographer, an interior designer, a jewelry business, a candle company, and uh, a wedding planner. This year is a little bit more broad. Um, those were, yeah, those were pretty specific and I got all of them. You had so, all of them. Yeah. And they were dream clients to work with. Were you one of those people like write things down and they'll happen? Or did you just randomly write that down? Like, oh, I hope this happens. Let me look back in, in a year. I write things down so I don't forget it. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if that answers your question. That's I'm fair. very forgetful. If I don't write something down, it's just not going to happen. I live by my planner. I write down all like goals. I'm very big. I'm um, very much like a list maker. So. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to writing things down, are you like physically use pen and paper or? Yeah. Well, it depends on what it is. Um, I live by my 
per like pen and paper planner. But then for things that are a little bit more long-term, I don't want to lose that piece of paper or lose where it is in the journal or notebook or whatever. So I use Evernote a lot. Oh, you're an Evernoter. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you, you guys are such a rare breed, but you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> we are out here. Yes. After you talk to your clients and you start to understand who they are and you start to process, okay, this is what branding might look like for them. What do you do? Do you take pen and paper? Like, do you take color palettes? Like, how do you begin mm -hmm. to make a brand? That's fun because I'm working on a mood board uh, right now. It's due today. So I'm, this is very fresh. So once that strategy presentation is complete and it's approved, then I move on to forming the brand. So um, I, it's kind of a discipline for myself to start in my notebook. That's just to kind of create all the lockups and stuff and really kind of get all the bad ideas out before I go into the computer. Color is decided in the strategy phase. So I present a mood board there that just makes sure we're on the same page visually. So once they get their brand concept, it's not like a complete surprise to them. And on your mood board, because I'm, I've been learning more people do mood boards. Mm -hmm. Do you take images like when you're out and about you might see typography take a picture or are these images that you're just kind of surfing the web for yeah usually surfing the web for okay mm -hmm. and I try to um, curate the mood board with like all the aspects of a brand in mind so print typography color palette um, the imagery that they might take for the brands icons illustration whatever else would be included once upon a time you were doing web design and mm -hmm. then you quickly realized like hey I've got to stop Mm -hmm. so to people out there that may be doing something that's not fully what they want to do but it's bringing in income or it's like bringing in steady work what would you say to that person if it's something that you feel like you should do then I should I would probably reevaluate whether it's something that you want to do um because I felt like I, that was just something I was supposed to offer it was something I was expected um, to offer to my clients. And it came to a point where I had to decide I needed to spend more time investing in becoming a good web designer, but that wasn't really time I wanted to put towards that. I wanted to put that time towards being a better brand designer. And I had a friend, another creative woman who felt the same way, but just opposite. So she did not enjoy brand design and really enjoyed web design. So that like created the perfect partnership for us. If you find yourself saying should a lot, I think should is a pretty shaming word. Um, I should do the laundry. I should do this. Yeah, maybe reevaluate whether it's something that you want to do and uh, see if you can partner with someone else who can do it just as well or I think better. That's great advice. I really like that. <laughs> when you present something, uh, branding to a client, what's the process like week wise? How many weeks would you say goes into? We sign on and we, we decide the start date from there. And the homework has to be done by the start date. And then I present the strategy one week from the start date. And okay. then um, we, we go back and forth a little bit on feedback. I ask for three business days um, feedback for my, myself and for them. Once the strategy is approved, then I pre present the brand design two weeks later. And then again, we go through some refinements. And then once the brand is approved, then I provide all the final files another week later. What is, what's something interesting that you've gotten to print like collateral wise that you weren't anticipating oh we I'd get to work on this hmm. I think in a, a one that I'm really looking forward to is a like a, um, a media kit for a wedding planning company oh that's cool yeah because I mean gosh those photographs are just beautiful what are your go-to tools definitely the Adobe suite I use uh, Illustrator to create the branding and 
InDesign to present for all my presentations. I don't love Photoshop quite as much, but I use it a lot for mock-ups. So I always present a ton of mock-ups with the brand concept to help them visualize how the brand can be used. I think it's easy to just expect people to know that kind of thing. And that's kind of me getting stuck in my own thinking and not realizing it, other people think differently. And that eliminates a lot of feedback too. And then just, of course, just like a sketchbook and a good pencil. Yeah. Of course, my computer. <laughs> do you scan the images? Is that what you do? If I'm doing something a little bit more specific, like an illustration or something like that, maybe a pattern, then I do scan it. Okay. I just am always so intrigued by how people make stuff and kind mm -hmm. of like what their creative tools are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty simple. I don't have a ton of tools. The most simple, like a pen pencil. Mm -hmm. Those are always, that's always great. Yeah. <laughs> How do you stay inspired creatively? I love to get outside in any kind of way. I really love to hike, anything like that. Honestly, it's it's weird, but um, getting me away from my computer is what really inspires me. I have a lot of little crafting tools and stuff like that. So I like to get crafty and just get creative off the computer, whether I'm like, just going for a hike and taking like, just want to take some cool photos or something, or I want to make my own earrings one weekend. Oh, you make earrings? Oh, okay. uh, I have. Okay. It's just for fun. <laughs> Once. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just for fun, really. It's always interesting to see what people do for fun because that obviously impacts what mm -hmm. you do for work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I know you, you like movies. I do. I do like movies. <laughs> I love Are to go to the movie theater. Do you have any like design documentaries that you've seen in the past that you like or I don't know if you I watched I'm not a documentary person oh okay so I once watched Helvetica okay change the way that I see Helvetica really okay <laughs> primarily because it made me realize how often I see it <laughs> it's very common yeah yeah it's a very common so if you honestly watch I don't that, think I've used it since like college Ooh, okay. I, I probably used it last year, but <laughs> do you have a favorite font at the moment? Oh, I have about seven fonts in a, in my cart right now. I'm trying, currently trying to figure out how much is too much to spend on fonts. So I'm not sure I could pick just one favorite because obviously I mean, there's seven in my cart that I feel like I must have immediately. Um, but one I'm really loving, I was I told you I was working on a mood board right before this. I was so close to using it for this project, but I just don't think it really fits the, those keywords. Mm -hmm. um, it is called or Orlo, I think. It's Orello by Pizza Typefaces. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Oh, it's so pretty. O-R-E-L-O. Nice G, though. I like that G. I'm on Typewolf. What are you on? Pizza Typefaces? Yeah, but Typewolf does have the link to it. Typewolf is a really cool resource for anyone looking for... Um, some fun font combinations and stuff like that there's some really good font foundries out there i mean i think i think adobe fonts is always a good place to start um especially i mean it kind of depends on the budget of the client too i'm not gonna I, you know i can't spend 500 dollars on a font if right. um they just can't pay that so adobe fonts is always a good place to start even google fonts has some good options but if you're if you're willing to pay then my fonts is good but there's a lot of options on there I like my fonts because they run sales a lot or the, like one of one font of a family will be free. So that's a nice way to test it out. BJ type. It's a, a font boundary that um, I just recently used their font love, but they have some really beautiful ones and they're pretty affordable too. They don't have a lot of options. So they're definitely not like, I, I don't really think I could use the love font again for another project because it's pretty distinct, but yeah. uh, I really like to start with the uh, VJ typefaces. VJ oh, type. That's cool. Dida. Oh yeah. Isn't that weird? 
Yeah, like, in it's a, like, like a good weird. Yeah, like I want to make something with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Do you have any like fellow brand strategists that you like to follow? Um, so many. <laughs> I have like a little um, we Slack every day. I think you might have actually just heard one of the not- notifications from them. So sorry about that. But I have a lot of um friends who have this like the same type of business that I do, and we chat like almost every day. So I definitely follow all of them, and then. Um, there is one I really love Wayfair Design Co. So her work is absolutely stunning. Um, she is, uh, yeah, she just does really incredible work. She picked a good name for at the moment because I feel like Wayfair.com gets a lot of traffic. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Viola Hill, Saturday Studio is incredible. It could take like a full 30 minutes if I just named like brand designers I love. Yeah. I think you also do a really great job of updating your blog because Mm -hmm. on your blog, I remember, I think it was last month or maybe, yeah, I think it was last month you were talking about podcasts that you love and different things like that. And then there's another blog post on taking photos for your blog. Yeah. 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 I try to write (laughs) twice a month. Okay. So I actually worked yesterday, like all day yesterday on all of my content for the month. So it's all scheduled out. I wrote, I wrote my two blogs. I wrote my two emails, all my Instagram posts. (laughs) So. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> uh, very type A is who I am. When you uh, curate your content, what website do you use? Like, do you use a, do you just store everything on a Google Doc? Well, I write the blog in WordPress just because it has the, um, what am I trying to, uh, Yoast, is that right? The, the SEO. What? Oh, um, SEO. Yeah. Well, the I think it's, I think it's Yoast helps you like write it. It gives you like SEO tips. So I write the blog in WordPress just so I can like see real time those um, tips. It'll give you like a red light, green light, yellow light, whatever. But for like the ideas or the topics each month, I have those in a Google Drive. And then I have my Instagram in a um, spreadsheet. What is the Google version of a spreadsheet? Whatever that's called. Um, Is it just called Sheets? I think. I think so. I think you're right. Sheets. Yeah. So on there I have like the date, what kind of content it is, like if it's just a picture or if it's a graphic and then I have a place to write the caption and if there's a, an, like a associated story and then the action that I want from that post and then whether I've scheduled it or not. I'm just nodding my head because it's beautiful <laughs> like, where I think everyone would be in an ideal situation. Yeah, it's not something I enjoy to be honest, content writing. So it's easier if I'm more organized and to, can just like batch do it in a couple of in days the past three years have you gone to like trainings for things like that or did you just kind of like okay this is what's working mm-hmm. let's keep doing it I mean a little bit of both um so I from the from the very beginning or like right at the beginning I hired a social media coach so that gave me a lot of um that just gave me a really good footing for to like to start my social media so that helped me um, kind of decide what I wanted to talk about, who I was talking to, and then just kind of what my role was on social media. That was a really great foundation and taught me some of the basics of like content writing and planning. That was specifically for Instagram, um, but I could I could use um, those same things I learned in, you know, different platforms. And I mean, that's just a really big topic among freelancers yeah. is content writing, social media. I feel like we talk about it so much. Um, I'm kind of tired of hearing the algorithm is out to get us. I don't think that's true. <laughs> don't think that's true. I think you just need to show up. I think that's great. I don't, I don't know how many people 
are willing to invest in a coach, but obviously oh that's been super helpful. It's been so helpful for me. It's um, much more of a long game. This specific coach, maybe I'm not sure of all coaches. Um, I had a friend who worked with him and saw incredible results. So I didn't even really look anywhere else. Coaching is a long game, but it's really, really worth it. And I'm already starting to see some of the results. And how long have you been partnered with him? So it's a six month program and I think we're four months in. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So like some of the goals and I, I, I mentioned, I just looked over my 2020 goals um, to do a check-in and I've already like checked off a lot of those things or are you like made progress towards some of those things because of my work with him. Wow. Well, Anna Kate, thank you for chatting with me on today's Kate to be chat. I will link all of her links in the wait, I was going to say below, but this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is audio. So in the show notes, that's the right term. Yes. Yes. Um, give Raymond design co follow on Instagram and uh, check out her website. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. Bye.